welcome to this episode of Matt Talks. So, housekeeping things first and foremost, if you like this show or want to hear my thoughts on other things on SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes, you can find other episodes of the show, as well as interviews I've done with people in and around video games. Very cool conversations with everyone from uh, Ken Levine, Kerry Swadecki, Chris Avalon, a ton of writers, a ton of uh, actors and mocap performers, different people, producers and, and directors, people around the games. But if you want my opinions on video games, movies, books, things like that, that's where the Matt Talks come in. This episode today, we're covering a book and we're covering a movie, so that'll be fun. Uh, if you like the show, again, you can reach out on Twitter at M-A-T-T-A-G-H-E-T-T-I. Maybe you like the show, but you're like, holy crap, I have a great book I need you to check out and need your thoughts and your opinions on it. I am more than happy to check out any recommendations. Some of the um, my favorite episodes of the show have been recommendations from people who have watched or listened to the podcast. So at M-A-T-T-A-G-H-E-T-T-I at Mattagetti on Twitter is my Twitter. And lastly, on Facebook, the Matter Day podcast has a Facebook page. M-A-T-T-U-R-D-A-Y, Matter Day, like Saturday, but Matter Day, it's the best day of the week. We have a Facebook page, so if you want to follow us there, reach out, again, you can message us. But enough of the housekeeping stuff, let's go ahead and talk about what it is we're here to talk about. First and foremost, the movie, Spotlight. Spotlight, the movie, is kind of a documentary, but it's not a direct documentary. I guess it's based on a true story is what it actually is. It's a movie from 2015. It's based on a true story about the Spotlight team at the Boston Globe as they uncover, and there's going to be minor spoilers here, they uncover a story, and I always try to avoid spoilers, that's why I'm warning you. They uncover a story that leads to a bigger story, which leads to a bigger story, which then snowballs into a massive, uh, not even, the, the original story is a very small local story. It's a very... Um, it's a, you know, an interesting, very alerting, alarming piece, but very small scale. Then it gets bigger, it becomes a community piece, it becomes, and then eventually it becomes at the end of the movie, because it's based on a true story, they kind of follow up with it and tell you the results of what the story, what happened with the, uh, the events of Spotlight. But eventually it becomes a worldwide uh, investigation and, and uh, shift in thinking. So Spotlight is, uh, puts the Catholic Church under, well, a Spotlight. Um, puts them under the microscope. It unloads the um, the cases that were kind of, not kind of, but very uh, eloquently whisked off the table, cases that should have gone and been tried, um, kind of the different moving parts around that and how attorneys and, and judges and different people were moving and things weren't getting where they needed to be, whether because of, you know, under the table deals or because... Um, there, there weren't the right people in the right place at the right time. The movie Spotlight does a great job at showing the team that helped it all come together. They helped everything happen um, and get the story out and get the right people exposed to the media, to the press, the people who were criminals and uh, very, very t- terrible people. They got them into the attention of the media and into the attention of the public and pointed to these people. And I laugh because uh, it's it's not as much a positive laughter as it's these are truly terrible people. These are truly criminal criminals. These are horrible things that are happening in the movie. The the um, crime being committed is uh, molestation or you know some sort of um, advances on children. And the people committing these crimes were able to quietly disappear and again chuckling because in the movie 
um, and I don't want to spoil, but in the movie they document them as sick. These people who are uh, in the in the Catholic Church are committing these crimes. The Catholic Church notes notes them as air quotes here as sick, and they send them away to be um, like cured. But these are criminals. Like that, it, it's so mind blowing that this was happening. What you're talking about is if someone you know murdered someone else, and instead of them being tried for it they just write them off as sick and the, the church whisked them away to be quote healed or you know whatever that i don't know just basically just hidden just kind of put off the grid off the radar for a while uh sometimes for a while sometimes you know more indefinitely which but but these are criminals these aren't people who had a mis made a mistake and had a little accident these are people who forced themselves sexually onto a minor or they forced the minor to perform some sort of sexual activity on them. So um, definitely not the kind of content I necessarily love covering on the show. Sex isn't something that I don't think any of the, well, it's been, it's been uh, around in other, the other media we've taken in. It's not something that the goal of this show is ever to kind of tread on. I don't tread on it lightly. I think it's important. That being said, terrible, terrible, the spotlight, the, the base of what it is, is a terrible thing, terrible events, and then a terrible cover-up, but the movie's fantastic. Absolutely loved every minute of it, aside from, in the third act, probably early third act, late second act, there's a scene with Mark Ruffalo where his connection with, uh, Mark Ruffalo's character's connection with Michael Keaton's character, um, it reaches a boiling point. And up until that point, all of the characters are investigative journalists. They're digging. They're working. They're this well-oiled machine that's ready to go out, get the story, and fight for it. But in that moment, in this moment of heat between Michael Keaton and Mark Ruffalo, it, it doesn't land super well. It's a great... It leads up to it great. And then the argument that ensues just feels really awkward because at that point in the movie, you know what's going to happen. And obviously, based on a true story, they didn't know what was going to happen at the time. But there's enough information in creating a story that you know when you have a story you know when you can go somewhere and michael keaton because he's the the boss of the little group uh the spotlight group he wants to wait to blow the story until they have all of the information it makes sense he wants to wait until everything can be taken to the fullest extent and they can really take the story where it needs to be it makes sense mark ruffalo does not want to wait because if they wait they risk um, other places getting the story they risk the story being mishandled which also makes sense but the character mark ruffalo's character it does never comes across as this overly aggressive overly impassioned journalist he's very much about his business he's doing what he's doing um he shows up to work early and works late if he needs to but he, he the emotion that comes out when he's um when he has a differing opinion is a lot more vocal and loud and that's not the character he's developed into so overall wonderful movie end to end absolutely enjoyed it attention uh grabbing very captivating lots of great dialogue if you're uh, into that kind of stuff and, and willing to be attentive um it's a two hour it's over a two hour movie i've got it clocked at two hours and nine minutes wonderful wonderful i absolutely enjoyed it aside from that one scene very sharp end to end um the other thing we're going to talk about today is not a movie it's a book because we talk about books a lot here on this show. Uh, so the first one was Spotlight, came out in 2015. The second one is a book called Waking Up. It's a book by Sam Harris called Waking Up. It is about spirituality and religion and the difference or lack of difference therein. So 
Um, the, the thought in the book Waking Up is that spirituality is not necessarily tied to religion, and these two things, in a lot of people's minds, are very closely bonded, and they uh, are more in sync than maybe they should be. And Sam uh, Harris, the author of the book, goes to great length to kind of try to unwind these two concepts that have been so so socially tied together when um up until late when somebody says they're religious you almost make it interchangeable if someone told you they're religious and you told someone else you might well say well yeah they're a spiritual person but that's not what they said so sam's goal mr harris's goal in this book is to unwind those two ideas set them apart separately and say listen we don't have to be that one and this one. We can be that one or this one. It's to understand what spirituality is, kind of understand what religion is, and then really look at spirituality and be willing to dive into it and pound away at it and accept that as a human, you can be spiritual without being religious. So that all being said, my thoughts on the book. Um, first of all, if you're reading this book and you have a religious stance of any kind, or uh, you are, most people, I say most people because the world has a lot of people and there's a lot of people involved in different religions. Most people are identifying with one religion or another or have some way of thinking about religion. Whether Even if it's an atheistic view and you say, nope, I don't believe in any of it, this is what we've got, that's fine. You're still believing in your own system. That being said, Sam's approach is to unpack even that a little bit and be willing to look at the larger picture and say, you know, to understand what it is to be spiritual, even if you're an atheistic person and you don't believe in anything past what we see, being able to reflect on yourself in a way that accesses your mind in a spiritual way is what Sam's goal is. So I think the book overall has something for everyone. Um, I think if you do have, if you do have a stance in religion and you say, I identify as a, as, uh, as a Muslim, as a Christian, as a whatever, a Buddhist, uh, whatever the the camp you fall in there, if you do identify as one of those, I think it's important when reading this book to be well-grounded in your belief and to listen to what Sam is saying um, rather than trying to, in your own mind, prove him wrong or prove yourself right or have an argument. His way of thinking about religion is based on a uh, life of experiences and moments that he's had. It's, it's a life that is tra well-traveled. He's been around the world seeking this wisdom or this knowledge or wherever you want to put it on that spectrum. Um, I guess, I suppose that depends on if you agree with him or not. Um, you might think it's knowledge or wisdom. If you truly agree, you might think it's just some knowledge. If you kind of agree and you might think it's complete hot air if you don't agree. Um, but Sam has become, has traveled a lot and really taken in a big breadth of different religions and different ways of thinking. And he's very open about that. He doesn't exclude anyone and he doesn't talk about you know, I, I went here and did this, and this made sense, and this didn't. He go, he His stance on it, as I went here, I saw this thing, and this is why this is spirituality. This is why it's not. This is why this worked, and this is why this didn't. This is why um, these people were able to connect with a spiritual or elevated way of thinking and feeling, and these people maybe didn't. So I would recommend the book for anyone who is, A, grounded in their themselves enough spiritually to be willing to look at a different perspective, and not necessarily take everything away from it. Not necessarily the the big thing with that is if you fight with it, you're gonna you're gonna lose because you're not gonna get anything out of it. You're gonna waste your time reading, you know, a 200 page, 300 page book. So if you want to read the book, I, I do recommend it. But I recommend it from the the mindset of go in and be willing to read what he's saying. It's 208 pages, so it's not super long. 
Be willing to listen to what Sam uh, Harris is saying in the book and don't try to fight with it in your head. Accept it, accept that it's other people's ways of thinking. And even if you don't agree with it, accept that it is out there. Um, you know, maybe you don't like the color green, but accept that it exists and paint your house yellow. If you feel like yellow is the right color, paint your house yellow, but know that the color green exists. Know that if you look outside your house, you might see the color green. Also past that, the spirituality in this book that it's covering is not necessarily limited to falling, is, is not limited to, that's not even necessarily, it's not limited to falling into one religion or another. So if you listen to his way of thinking and you are actively not trying to stifle his opinions and thoughts, um, you can you can learn some stuff, even if it's about self-meditating -medita and self-recognition and um, shutting up your own head basically and thinking about how you're thinking. Even if you are dead set against spirituality in a uh, in a new age or a kind of a, a different way or a, a, even if you want to because we're in the west here was where i'm recording from if you're in the west and you're trying to maintain a judeo-christian way of thinking then you can still figure out how to think about yourself and how to think just literally how to plug in and unplug your brain if you are uh, of a different religion from an eastern religion or from you know, any religion in between, being able to understand your own brain and how other brains work and other religions, it's great. So, and, and enjoyed the book. Uh, my caution would be, if you're gonna read the book, be willing to read the book and don't just read the book to start an argument in your head that you're gonna let yourself win anyway, because then you'll just waste time. And don't do that. Okay, that is all for this episode. If you liked it, as we talked about at the beginning, you can reach out on Twitter's the easiest way, at M-A-T-T-A-G-A-G-T-T-I. My direct messages are open, and I love your recommendations for books. I've read them before and talked about them on the show, and I will do so again if I get more books or movies or games on Facebook at uh, the Matter Day Podcast as a Facebook page. So just type in M-A-T-T-U-R-D-A-Y, and you will find the Matter Day Podcast, as well as some weird, fun little animations I like to put up on Facebook. And lastly, on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud, you can find this show as well as the other Matt Talks if you want my opinions on things. Or if you want to hear my interviews, there are the Matter Day episodes. But that's all for me. I will talk to you guys next week. Please feel free to send me those recommendations, and I will talk to you soon.